everybody, and welcome to Cold Cuts, the show where none of the actors have read the script until you see us receiving it live on air. We are on How Did You Survive the 21st Century? This episode is written by Ian O, based on a concept by Declan Grogan, and this week's episode is titled Race. But to recap last week's, what was the jump from high school to college like? How did college shape you in choosing your profession? As Jackie, Josie, John, and Kellen anticipated the moment when the friend group would all be going off to different colleges, Lexi was particularly anxious to leave her hometown. Josie, John, and Kellen were staying home because of COVID, but Jackie's freshman year was in person. Lexi was going up to San Francisco and had a sense of regret that she didn't try hard enough to get into a better college, thereby dissatisfied by where she was headed. Maybe that owed it to the competitiveness and pressure from their high school as GPAs, extracurricular activities, and SAT were a pathway into guaranteed success. But all that meant nothing when each of them entered college. You begin to wonder that a praised high school achievement of getting into an elite school and a lesser viewed success like going to community college does not define you as a person. Lexi realized this the hard way, where she maintained a static mindset throughout her five months away. She was unwilling to make friends, lacked interest in expanding her interests, and most importantly, felt like college wasn't for her. At the same time, everything was online. Their freshman year seemed ruined by COVID. There was a rise in hate crimes and violence towards the Asian community. Lexi felt disconnected to her friends who seemed to be enjoying their time. With a FaceTime, John soon understands that maybe Lexi needed support. The group of friends went up to San Francisco to surprise her and bring her home early for Thanksgiving. And Lexi is so... Very appreciative of her friends. And I would like to introduce you to our actors. Actors, introduce yourselves, the characters that you play, and what you think will be covered in this episode. Race is the title. We've already started touching on these topics a couple of episodes ago, particularly involving George Floyd and Lexi's anxiety about her parents and hate crimes. And it looks like it's all going to be coming ahead in this episode. What are your predictions? First off, we have Carl Jung. Hello, my name is Carl. I play John in this story, and it appears today's topic is going to be something that does deal sensitive issues and getting more into how race will affect everybody into our favorite characters here. Now, as we know, John, Alexi, and then basically the whole gang are wanting to meet up and wanted to celebrate the holidays together. My prediction or my guess is that at some point dealing with race or dealing with some form of negativity against themselves is is inevitable. It's the matter of how are they going to deal with it together as a group. We obviously know they've been through times together united. So my supposed theory is that some event is going to happen that will involve some form of conflict but the friends aren't going to disagree or fight one another. They'll probably find a way to get around it and talk about how how foolish it was to to be racist or how how unnecessary this whole ordeal is to cause racism when it does nothing but cause more damage at a time when everyone has to work together. Well, and we've already seen a little bit of that, too, when Kellen was talking about BLM yeah. and Lexi and Jackie and, and John kind of pushed him and said, no. You're getting some of these things wrong, and rather than fighting them on it, he's like, I I guess I have a lot more to learn. And I think we'll see more of that progress and grow forward. I think we'll see more of that happen into the show. At least that's what I think. 
All right. Thank you, Carl. And up next, we have Crystal Lee. Hi. Hi. My name is Crystal, and I play Josie as well as Eileen, who is John and Lexi's daughter in the future. And yeah, as you've seen, there's been a lot of change going on as everyone goes to college, and Josie's coping relatively well. I haven't seen a lot of isolation impact her mentally from the pandemic just because she stayed close to home. But what I haven't seen from her as I like think of her, her character is a lot of discussion on like race and how things are going. So she like she supports BLM and attended the uh, like the protests and whatnot. But I want to see more about what she, like the as as a lot of issues escalate, like what we touched on last episode with hate crimes against Asians. I'd really love to see a lot like I'd love to see the group talking a lot about that and how it affects them and their families because there's like there was a, like a really awesome bit of that uh, last week and I'd love to see that like kind of like dug into because there's just so much there and I'd also really like to see what the attitude towards it is like is like in the future I guess envisioned here and whether or not that has impacted um, like Eileen and Nico's lives. Do you have any predictions for how you, what you feel like the future looks like? I am not sure. Well, considering how a lot of things seem to have mellowed out, like society in terms of like the glimpses that we've seen from dialogue, things seem to have become a lot more progressive. People barely remember COVID, at least according to how Lexi and John were talking about it. There's a lot more inclusion uh, like in the LGBT community, like coming out isn't like much of a thing anymore in the future uh, that we see here. So I'm hoping that there's also a lot less racism just because like overall bad vibe juju bigotry like hopefully that's like been turned down a lot especially because like a lot of like the hate crimes against asians rose because of like a false attribution to like oh like chinese people caused the virus to surge globally or whatnot and um so if considering like if we think about how in the future it seems like people barely remember covid and it's not like a big part of their lives i would love to assume that in association, that kind like that negative association and therefore like hate crimes have like gone down and that it's not something in people's minds anymore, at least a very small minority. And you also mentioned wanting to see more growth for Josie. And we did see that from the past two episodes where she at first was kind of like, you can't tell me what to do regarding masking. And then last time she was very much adamant about not wanting to spread anything. So she's starting to adapt kind of more of a responsible mindset. So we'll see how that pans out as well. Especially because last episode we left off with um, like Nico and Ailee going like, Aunt Jackie? Aunt Josie? It was, it was a little unclear. But like someone showed up and a, a doctor new, new in, the, in the future. It's really exciting. So yeah, I want to see what happens with that. And up next, Jacob Sung. Hello there. My name is Jacob and I play Kellen and Nico. And as for what I think is going to happen in, in this episode, if, if we look back, I think the conflict that's going to arise is not going to be so much internal as it will be external this time. Because if we look in the past, I think we're going to do away with those kind of minor friend group things. Well, not minor, but stuff like having a love triangle like Daniel or kind of just having divisive views on education, things like that. But in this episode, I think it's going to be more of an, an external thing with... um potentially the friend group experiencing some of the racism that was talked about in the last episode. And if this happens, I think Kellen is going to probably take a really active stance against it because of how vindictive he seemed in the last episode about BLM and things like that. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Do you think that this would also maybe make him a lot more sympathetic to BLM? Because last time he did kind of make a crack that, you know, oh, Kellen, I thought you were against looting. And it's like, not when it targets us. 
But do you think that his his views will will kind of change and he realizes how much of this is connected? Yeah, I, I definitely do think that because it's easy to shrug something like that off if you don't have like a concrete experience with it. But if that were to happen, then I definitely can see him being more sympathetic to causes like that. Yeah. Up next, we have Lisa Von Verder. Hello, I'm Lisa. I play Lexi. And I know that it's going to be a lot about race. I think we already touched on a lot of what I also think is going to happen. But I'm also excited to see how college figures into that. And maybe if the friends have chances to have more diverse friends that they meet in college. Because from what I can tell, their community is a lot of Asian people. Like we haven't even met anyone else that's not Asian. So I think it'll be interesting to see if any of that gets brought into it and if there's more intersectionality and stuff like that. Well, yeah. And again, it it kind of ties into what we just talked about with Kellen, that maybe a more intersectional perspective would benefit Kellen, where he's ready to go to fight Asian racism, but anti-Blackness, he's a little on the fence about kind of starting off. And I think some of that would be just more exposure to these perspectives and the experiences that would also follow the general positive arc of these stories, where we do focus on things that are not great about the world, to put it euphemistically, but then see how things can be fixed over time. Up next, we have Astrid WS. Hey, guys, I'm Astrid. I play uh, Jackie. So just building up on what everybody else said, I'm actually kind of hoping we don't really talk about COVID so much because, you know, we know in the future they're just like shrugging it off. I'm hoping we touch more on, you know, first year of college, meeting new friends, um, just like Lisa mentioned, meeting more diverse group of people because, you know, these guys are based in SoCal, which is super Asian growing up in SoCal. I can attest to that personally. And then possibly, you know, maybe talking about the differences between Asian American versus Asians. I am, I don't know, some of these uh, members in their friend group, maybe, I know, first generation, second generation, they may speak the language of their parents, they may not. So I'm hoping we kind of talk about that a little bit. One thing that we do in college is, you know, trying to find our identity, trying to find our voice. And race is a big part of it. I don't know about the other characters, but I know Jackie, you know, she's Asian, but she's also kind of not because she doesn't speak the language and all of that. So I'm hoping we do stray away from the COVID talk. You know, we had two great episodes on it, but I'm like COVID out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and working in the medical field, I can completely understand. So, and, you know, Jackie would be an interesting character to explore that with because uh, if I recall, she was born in the Philippines but there has never been any indication that she speaks Tagalog. Yeah, I think like Jackie, I grew up the same way. My I was born here, but my parents, you know, speak 100% Chinese. They don't really speak any English. I personally don't speak any Chinese whatsoever. So, you know, the first generation Asians, they may be completely whitewashed because that's how I feel. So I feel like that is something that we really should talk about. Hopefully we'll talk about because it's a huge part being Asian, but sort of feeling disconnected, not speaking the language, not knowing the culture as well as some of the other members of the friend group, maybe. Um, so hopefully we'll touch on that. Such an identity crisis. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I really hope so. I feel that, too. I also don't speak Chinese at all. Oh, something else I really hope we see. Kellen came out end of high school. So I'm hoping he has something going on. 
you know, he's exploring a completely new identity as well. I know we're focusing more on race, but I don't know, maybe it's like homosexuality and race. Um, That's a pretty touchy subject. You know, Kellen's parents weren't in that other episode. It was John's mom, who is super open, super accepting, but Kellen's parents may be different because of the race. And while I don't think this is the time to be getting as in-depth into the conversation right at the moment, but the LGBTQIA plus community does have a very big issue with racism and uh, race fetishization as well. So that would be something that Kellen would face that you would not be seeing if he were a white kid. So if anyone does not have any further comments, platform, could you please send our actors their scripts? And remember, if you haven't subscribed yet... We do have a little button on Twitch where you can subscribe. It would mean ever so much to us. (laughs) All right. It looks like we are ready to go. How do you survive the 21st century? Episode 6, Race. Written by Ian O. Scene 1. Present day 2042. Jackie and the family relax in the living room. Aunt Jackie. Yes? I need a physical before volleyball season. Could I schedule one with you? Uh, I'll have to check with my assistant, so I'm not entirely sure when we can get you in off the top of my head. You want something to eat? I'm going to boil water for ramen right now. Oh, no, I shouldn't. It's a school night, isn't it? I came to drop off your jacket, so that's my cue. Uh, No, auntie, stay! No one can resist ramen once it's cooking. Stay for dinner. Oh, okay. Nico, I'll check when I can see you. When are you available? Hmm, if Dad can get me out of school Tuesday at 2, that way I can skip stats. Ugh, I hated stats. I'll text you if we have a spot. Dope. What are you working on there? He's doing a project on Mom and Dad's lives. There's been a lot of reminiscing. We just talked about my first semester in San Francisco, before Thanksgiving. Ah, college. Did you really party that much? (laughs) Uh, I did, but I really stopped drinking after sophomore. Really? Why? Uh, well... Hold on. Do you think you could tell me while also answering this question? Uh, what is it? Was there a time you wanted to be a different race? If so, why? Oh, wow. Uh, that's a heavy question. What is this for? History class. A school project? Jeez. Um, so the first year of college was an adjustment for me, just like it was for your mom. I didn't really accept that I had changed until it came back from winter break during my sophomore year. Scene two. The group of friends have just taken their seat at a Korean barbecue restaurant. Jackie just came home for break. Oh, finally! Uh, Excuse me, waiter! Waiter dude, sir! May we please have three plates of brisket? Waiter goes away to bring the order. Josie, I think you need to learn patience. No, no, no. Josie did the right thing. We want to get our meat in front of these other people. Pause. Shut up. I'm just so happy I can finally eat some Asian food. There's, like, no options over there. SoCal has to have the best food in the U.S. Mmm, Louisiana, New York, Texas? Nah, we have the best Asian food. Mexican food, sushi, fusion, whatever. Mmm, but Texas has us be on barbecue and New York has us on pizza. Yeah, but this is Korean barbecue. This is gas. Notre Dame has noofs, ulfs, uh, CJs. What the hell even is that? (laughs) They're bars. You eat protein bars? What are the macros? Calories? 
Wait, you're gymming now? <laughs> no, like bars, you know, drinks and going out. Oh, I was confused. I feel like you know more about bars than me. Yeah, she probably knows more football than you, too. You learn a bit. The tailgates are so much fun. I've never been to a tailgate. Huh, neither have I. Hmm, Jackie's doing things we haven't done. <laughs> Look at this video of me and my friends. The video captures fans singing Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. Ba, ba, ba. Seems like a Midwest thing. Seems like a white people thing. Uh, don't generalize. Yeah, yeah. Jackie really came back whitewashed. <laughs> what? Look, how many Asian friends do you have at school? Uh, like one? I don't know. So it makes sense that you're whitewashed. Why does that make sense? Why am I whitewashed? Dude, don't be offended. It's just a joke. It's not funny. Just because Jackie's had the realest college experience out of us doesn't mean she's different now. Well, she is different. She goes out and parties so much. High school Jackie would never. She drunk called us like five times this semester. But we're not in high school anymore. The food arrives. Can we just eat? Yes. Give me the tongs. You know what I don't get? Some places will have a Korean barbecue flavor for like chips or something. Yeah, that's weird. Like, what even is that flavor? It doesn't make sense. There is no specific flavor. It's like, slap on a label just to market something different. Mm, Jackie, you have a fake, right? Yep. Can we get soju? I'm not just going to get a soju. I'm the only one with a fake. Wow. Use it with your friends over there, but not with us. Oh, can't you have fun with us? Do you really think I have that much fun? It looks like it. Your Instagram posts are all just pics of you having fun at some dance or game or whatever. Well, I don't have as much fun as you think, okay? Huh? Except for Lexi. You guys all have it easier staying in SoCal. But even then, Lexi is planning on transferring after this year. You all have each other. Everywhere you look, there's someone that looks like you. You can talk to your parents whenever you want. You're not embarrassed to introduce the food you grew up eating to your roommates. But you're meeting so many new people. Okay. I like my new friends, but Doc, it would be so much easier if I was white. So maybe it's good that I am whitewashed. Damn. All right. We didn't know it was that big a deal. Come on, Cullen. Don't just push it off. The feeling of isolation is real. <sighs> okay. Maybe you're burning the meat. Huh? Josie grabs the meat from the grill. Uh, oh, shoot. Oh, my brisket! I can't... John quickly moves the brisket onto everyone else's plates. So, sorry about that. Bro, you're supposed to know how to do this stuff. Give it to me. No, dude, chill. I can grill. Oh, the fight of the testosterones. Who can grill better? Present day 2042. Wait, so why did that make you stop drinking? Nothing makes you stop drinking. You choose to stop drinking. And the week after, we planned on going to Mammoth Mountain for a ski trip. That trip was so fun. <gasps> I want to go snowboarding. I'm so glad I married a snowboarder. Can't have a family divided by skis. That trip is two nights, huh? Yep. Scene four. The friends have arrived at the ski resort. They are waiting to take the ski lift up to the mountain. Man, I'm, I'm so hyped. I'm gonna do a 360 and tame dog and do the huge jumps. <sighs> this is literally your first time. You're going to get hurt. <laughs> I'd be surprised if she can make it down the hill without falling. You should just ski. It's easier to learn. Ooh. I'm gonna be like Chloe Kim. Skiing is a white people thing. Uh, I ski. Exactly. 
<sighs> my family skis, but you know, the rebellious me wanted a snowboard. So many rebels here. I gotta keep us out of trouble. Oh, come on, let's hit the slopes! The only thing you'll be hitting is the snow with your face. <laughs> Kellen, you're mid at snowboarding. Bro, bro, chill. Let's keep the facts straight. Skill-wise, it's me first, then John, then you, and then Josie. Uh, what about me? You ski, it doesn't count. No, no, the real order is Jackie, me, John, you, Josie. It's their turn on the ski lift. John and Lexi move up to the seating zone. Wow, you're saying I'm mid. Babe? Yes. John and Lexi take the first chair together. The others are on the next chair. Let's go, Josie. Okay. Just slide with your feet. It's easy. Josie is struggling to make it to the seating zone before the next chair. I'm trying. It's her first time. Don't worry, Josie. They have to skip the chair and take the next one. The people waiting behind groan. Bro, people are waiting. I thought you were Chloe Kim. Be easy on her. Kellen grabs Josie's hand to bring her forward to the zone just in time to make the chair. They are on their way up. Ugh. Oh, so much social anxiety just now. Josie? Social anxiety? Incompatible. Uh, maybe if you weren't yelling at her. I was joking around. Can I joke? Not at her expense. No, no, it's, it's okay. See? It's chill. Whatever. Ooh, sassy Jackie. That's new. Josie, this is the bunny slope. Lexi and John will help you get down since they're probably better at teaching you how to snowboard than me. Okay. They make it to the top of the slope to join John and Lexi. Jackie continues to ignore Kellen. They are strapping in. Take your time, Josie. Mm-hmm. I got it. I'm ready. All right, let's do this thing. I feel like you two are my parents right now. Our child. Don't split, though. I can't do another divorce. Wow. Self-deprecating. Kells, Josie, we'll take Josie on a few runs, and then we can meet up again. Josie gets up. John and Josie follow her pace. She moves three feet and falls on her butt. Ah, ow! Oh, my butt cheeks! Where'd all my cake go? All butts thick and thin get her on the slope. Get used to it. Ugh, yes, Mom. The family of three head down. Jackie heads down. Whoa, 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 wait up. Kellen hurries to ride with Jackie. Kellen rides uncontrollably next to Jackie. He's not as good as he says. He's mid. Are you... Mad at me or something? Jackie looks at him and just keeps riding. She's making a smooth first run. Trying to keep up, Kellen speeds up. There's an icy patch, and Kellen unexpectedly cuts in front of Jackie. Kellen! Duck! Kellen crashes into Jackie. How? My butt cheeks! What the hell, Kellen? Are you trying to get us hurt? There is no response. Jackie cleans her goggles and looks around. Kellen is faced first in the snow. Ugh. Kellen? Are you okay? Oh no, Kellen, look at me. Kellen turns his face. He's missing a tooth. Ow. Holy poop. Okay, take deep breaths. How many fingers am I holding? Two. Two? Yeah, two. Tooth? Kellen realizes he's missing a tooth. Tooth! We need medics. Where's my tooth? Uh, does it hurt? Like, a lot? Yes. The medics arrive. Stop being so careless all the time. You worry me. I thought you were mad at me. I am. That doesn't mean I want you to get hurt. I'll see you down there. The medics take Kellen down to the rest of the slope. Jackie rides down to the first aid station. 
Scene 5. Kellen and Jackie are waiting inside the lodge for John, Lexi, and Josie to finish their first few runs. On the first run, too. Unlucky. You're lucky it's the tooth and not a broken bone. I'm sorry, I should have gone slower. Mm-hmm. What? Why? Are you, are you still mad at me? Yes. For what? Everyone else seems fine with it, but I'm not. Don't make jokes at my expense. I'm not whitewashed. But you changed. We're in college now. We're going to change. It'd be weird if we didn't. I guess it's just that you're having all this fun. You're getting the real college experience. Well, we don't even have a football team. You party every week. I don't have lots of UCI friends. I don't even really enjoy dorm parties. I'm having a hard time adjusting too. You know how hard it is to find another Asian. Even then... Most of the other Asian kids are international students. I can't relate with anybody over there. I don't know. I just assumed because of social media. People put the most likable versions of themselves on social media. Just because it looks like I'm having a good time doesn't mean I actually am. My bad. I, I just don't like it when you say I'm whitewashed. At school, I have to sacrifice my Asianness, but I don't have to here. Don't make me feel like I did. Do the friends you have at school make you feel that way? I mean, not really. They're good people, but it's more like the entire environment. I don't really have an option. As the minority, though, I feel like I have to somehow be less Filipino to be included. I definitely think you've matured. It's kind of like I'm, I'm still a high school kid, but you're a college kid. You're out of state, you know, doing all these things. What I'm trying to say is, I'm sorry, and I'm proud of you. You're brave. Uh, thank you, Kells. The two hug. The others join the two in the lodge. Whoa, whoa! Kells never hugs people. What's going on here? (laughs) Uh, I'm just glad Kellen is safe. Why? He crashed into me and the medics took him down. (laughs) What? I thought he was better than me. Yo, I guess I moved up the list, huh? No, you don't. The three notice Kellen's missing tooth. What the duck? Where's your tooth? Scene six. The friends have just settled down in their cabin after hitting the slopes. I'm gonna grab a drink. Can you get me whatever? Me too. Oh my god. Tonight, I'm going to give you guys your first peppermint patties. So what exactly is that? Okay, so everyone gets down on their knees, and I'll put the chocolate syrups into your mouths. But you don't swallow. Kellen and John look at each other. Grow up. Uh, Once everyone has the chocolate, I'm going to pour peppermint schnapps into your mouths. Then you give it a swish and drink it all while Mary Carey is singing in the background. (laughs) Yeah, I love Christmas. Let's whoop up some dinner and once we eat, we're going to get sauced. Josie gets up to get another drink. You're already done? What? We have so many more to go through. We may have bought too much alcohol. Okay, John. What's up, bro? We have to finish it all by the end of this trip. Bet? Bet. What's on the menu tonight? Fried rice? (gasps) Ooh, we could do fried rice and spam! Make some butter garlic asparagus or something on the side? Cookie brownie for dessert. The food ain't gonna cook itself. Let's do it. Yes, chef. Lexi takes two slices of bread and holds John's face in between them. What are you? An idiot sandwich. Uh, where is that from? Uh, Gordon Ramsay? Come on! I'll slice all the veggies. I'll cook the spam. I got asparagus. Uh, Wait, guys. What? We need to cook the rice first. 
The friends ready the rice and wait 30 minutes. They continue their energetic frenzy to eat as soon as possible. The meal is ready and they feast. Like demons. Uh, I'm so full. (laughs) No, right? Pass me the rest of the fried rice. Josie finishes up the entire extra bowl of fried rice. Gah, you monster. You beast. Peppermint, Patty, now, please. I want to try. (laughs) Let's do it. The night goes on and they continue to drink, with the exception of Lexi and Jackie. You're not drinking as much as I thought you did. You haven't had much to drink either. I'll have some, but I knew I was going to have to take care of these heathens. (laughs) You know, I actually don't drink as much as my friends at school. Really? Yeah, they go out Thursday night, Friday night, and then at tailgate on Saturdays. That can't be healthy. It's not. But it's like the norm for college culture. Huh. I don't know. I've been thinking about what Kellen said about me being whitewashed. Yeah, I don't think he really understood why you didn't like that. He thinks it's a joke. He does. We talked about it after he got hurt, and he stopped. That's good. But like, I literally came to this country when I was eight. You all were born here, but we all grew up together. I should feel disconnected with all of you because of that, but I don't. We grew up with other Asians, or am I even Asian? Pacific Islander? Oh, well, not me. At least until high school. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's right. I get what you mean, though. I wondered what it would be like to have blonde hair and blue eyes. I was embarrassed to peck my school lunch because it smelled funky. And now our food is like some kind of trend. It's hard. It is. I feel like I started to drink because it was difficult to adjust at school. You know, it takes the edge off of things. Less social anxiety. Mm Mm-hmm. With you guys, I don't need a red solo cup to fit in. John takes a seat next to Lexi. (laughs) Hey, pretty lady. Lexi gives John a kiss on the cheeks. Are you doing okay? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, here, have some water. Kellen sits next to Jackie. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Have I ever told you that I, I love you? No, you haven't. Really? You two have been dating for like a year. (sighs) Drunk words are sober thoughts. Actually, drunk words are drunk words. Jackie looks at Lexi. Alcohol just decreases social anxiety. Exactly. What are you? A doctor or something? Did, did, Did you know that I love you? I did. You never had to say it. I love you too. Bro, bro. <laughs> what's up, bro? Lexi told me she loves me, bro. <laughs> Congrats, bro. Uh, thanks, bro. Hey, you guys? What's up? Where is Josie? The boys point outside. Josie, please don't be eaten by a bear. The girls hurry outside and the boys stumble behind them. Josie! Where are you? Josie? No, no. You're not saying the right thing. Just watch. We have food. Delicious fries covered in cheese. Oh, Kellen! I'm drunk! I'm here! Bring it! (laughs) The group walks to the sound of her voice. Jackie is making snow angels. Look at me go! (laughs) (laughs) It's so hot out here! 
<laughs> John falls down next to Josie and makes snow angels. It's 45 degrees. John pulls Lexi down in the snow. Oh. <laughs> You're so cold. Come here. <laughs> John holds Lexi tight and Lexi snuggles in his arms. Kellen falls next to Josie and Jackie joins at Kellen's side. Mm, I love you guys. They all join her in doing snow angels. Scene 7, present day, 2042. I think it's funny you had to get a fake ID. And now there's no legalized drinking age, but don't drink right now. Okay, okay. Your brain is going to continue to develop in your 20s, and alcohol shuts down your prefrontal cortex. Remember, dear, no one is making you do this. It is a choice you have to make on your own. That was a good question. Have you ever wished you were a different race? Me? Mm Mm-hmm. Not really. I'm comfortable with who I am. Well, I love who I am. (laughs) Beat that. (laughs) I'm glad you both think that. Oh, ramen is ready. End of episode six. Astrid, that was almost word for word everything that you said. That was, (laughs) that was, that was, was, uh, wow. (laughs) I feel like this series is like my life. It's so good. Yeah. Those conversations. Yeah. Wow. That's exactly what you were saying. It was amazing. Man, Jackie needs to join the Asian American Association at Notre Dame. On top of that, on top of that, she needs to join the Filipino Asian Student Association. Filipino American. You mean the president. Ah, yeah, yes. that. <laughs> we need to make her president. We, we should all vote. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, if there's only one other Asian kid, that's... Oh yeah, competition, <laughs> not fierce. <laughs> oh, you'll win. No, there's there's more than that at Notre Dame. Trust me, I I know, I was there. Okay, <laughs> I was one of them. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the thing about a lot of them being international students, so true. Oh my god, yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's wild. I will say, I think a lot of Asians at Notre Dame had primarily Asian friend groups, so like they just like found each other and stuck with it. Which was, it was cool to see. I kind of want to talk about like the the KBBQ thing. That kind of struck a chord with me because mm-hmm. my dad, he actually founded a, uh, not founded, that sounds so like formal. He like started this like barbecue KBBQ restaurant Ooh. and it was kind of hard. Yeah, it was called like Seoul K Barbecue. It's in like Gwinnett. Actually, none of y'all know where that is. Uh, I'm in Georgia. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he started one and it was a little hard because he doesn't speak that much English. Although having been in America for quite a bit of time, it's like he was kind of torn on whether to cater to like a Korean um, customer base or to a more American one. Like whether to keep the, all the food like traditional and authentic or to Americanize it a little bit. And that's kind of uh, what I saw going on above. And uh, yeah, just that kind of clashing of uh, what to do was um, nicely nuanced. I think, here by Ian. I never even thought of that, but that's actually, like, a really good metaphor, too. Like, do you whitewash your food so that you, like, for your business, or do you stay authentic? Yeah, and so, like, we were in, like, this, like, five-mile radius where all the KBBQ restaurants were there, and we were, like, competing with the restaurants. There's one called, like, Breakers or something, and it's actually, like, really Americanized. The menu's totally in uh, English, and just there's a lot of foods that you can recognize, a lot of, none of, like, the traditional stuff. And it was kind of hard to compete with them, uh, is what he said. So, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine in Georgia, you have a huge non-Asian 
audience there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that really that 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 hurts for some reason. That like I mean, that was painful. That is <laughs> difficult because now you're this is the part where you now have to make tough decisions too. That, yeah, exactly. That's very difficult actually. Yeah, your business or your identity. And you want a roof over your head, so it's basically trying to give up years and years of your own character for something in within a new world. That's that is tough. Yeah. Yeah. Along the same lines, I feel like it must have been so hard for Jackie to go from SoCal, which has a lot of authentic Asian food, to Northwest Indiana, which is like uh there's not much of that. <laughs> I know when I was there there were like a couple new Asian restaurants that kind of popped up. And then we had one on campus that was like, you know, Asian American fusion stuff, not really Asian food. But then they closed down during the pandemic. So now there's nothing again. Aww. And yeah, it was just really weird because we had no Asian food on campus. So I do want to ask, which states in America do have highest Asian populated? California, California, the coastal, anything that's the coast, the coasts. Yeah, I will say Texas, uh, Houston has the largest Vietnamese population outside of Vietnam, from what I understand, because uh, they did resettle a lot of refugees uh, during the war. Uh, Also, a very large Cambodian population because of the refugee resettlement. I think it's really important to think about like all the enclaves too, because like even though Georgia is pretty predominantly white, the area I live in is like. It's like we have like Korea towns, like Chinatowns, or at least small ones. And uh, yeah, we, we have that too here. Yeah, they're like really concentrated pockets. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Chicago's got lots of Chinese people there too. So tons of Asian people in Seattle too. In the meantime, I was really glad for the conversation between Jackie and Kellen. It was yeah. like, yeah, it was, it's just, it struck a big chord. It's always like Kellen kind of being like delicately pruned in the right direction before he goes before he like strays off to to get canceled or whatever oh yeah. no he's, he's really damn lucky to have like this friend group who doesn't bash him and puts him in the right place without like putting him down too much even though he does none of us are born knowing everything about the world particularly you know if you go to american schools a lot of stuff is i imagine it's probably slightly better in california but you're not always going to learn everything that you need to know. And I, this seems like a very savvy group that understands that sometimes you've, you've got to learn and grow. Um, if you're not resistant to learning and growing, then why give up on someone? Yeah, the communication is top tier. Like, because it was it, like, it must have been so hard for Jackie and like to come back and be called whitewashed is like, yeah, that really I can like, ooh, that's that's rough. And it's, it's painful. And like, I'm really glad that Kellen was like, oh, OK didn't even realize that but now like now they know have you any of you guys been called whitewashed or like do you feel whitewashed not to my face but i do feel whitewashed similarly to how you were saying in the beginning like okay so my parents are uh they immigrated here from taiwan um so i was born here and growing up i could speak taiwanese i never learned mandarin so i've never been able to speak that um but like so i was pretty like i was I think pretty fluent in Taiwanese as like a little like four year old kid or like someone really small because I was like I was interacting with my grandparents a lot. But like as I grew up more and like went through school, I was pretty much just 100 percent using English. So now I speak 
maybe like at a fourth of the capacity that I used to in Taiwanese. Still zip, zilch, nada in, uh, in Mandarin. And yeah, so I feel kind of whitewashed sometimes. But I've, yeah, it's never been something held over me. Like, um, I never encountered what Jackie did. Someone was like, like, you're whitewashed. Nobody's ever called me that. Well, speaking of race, uh, I am so ashamed to fall into the classic Asian woman stereotype. I can't drive for poop. I cannot. I am so bad. And I'm so ashamed. I've tried. I've been dri- I've been trying so hard. Like, I, I always feel so terrible when I get into a car because I'm just like, I am so bad at driving and I know I'm contributing to the stereotype. People are going to see me and be like, who is that idiot? Oh, it's an Asian woman. Like, damn it. It's not what I, I'm sorry, girls. Sorry, gals. Actually, that's that's fine. I'm a terrible driver. I'm terrible. No. Oh, it's all good. I got you guys. I got you guys. <laughs> Thank I'm you. Great. All right. All right. <laughs> Lisa's got us covered. Yeah. Well, yeah. I will say. I think it's the half white side of me that's uh, oh, no. that's taking oh. ownership oh, of that no. though. Oh god. I was gonna say the driving laws are different. I guess it's more or less the same in provinces here. I don't know how it is in America. So we were talking about whitewashing and if we feel like we've been whitewashed or have like had other people tell us something like that. My only thing is that I am half white. So it's like, like that was a weird identity crisis, right? And then growing up in the Midwest, it's like my dad is the Japanese teacher. So it's kind of like that was all the culture there for me. So I don't know, like, can you be whitewashed if you're half white? Ooh, something to think about. (laughs) That is a that's a tough question. If you can, with enough continuous actions over the years, possibly I I don't know. Continuous actions. I just I also just don't like the idea of like oh can you be whitewashed like whitewashing it's like what Jackie was saying like when when she was up there she was like giving up her Asianness like in in a sense to survive and fit in so it's like I think like anybody can be whitewashed if they're being pressured to like give up part of themselves. Is my idea of it, and yeah. I don't know. Carl, have you ever felt whitewashed or been whitewashed? Uh, been accused of being whitewashed? Maybe. Probably. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've lived in Canada for like my whole life. I do visit family in Korea, so I haven't had much trouble. I'm gonna be honest, um, I feel like I want to be an alien rather than a human, so I've, I've never really had those thoughts before. <laughs> so you want to be alien washed? Yes, I want to be alien washed. Yeah, you want to be of the alien race. There's also a fascinating question. Um, you feel like you want to be a different race. And I remember looking that to myself. I've never had that trouble growing up. I was more in the client of, wow, humans and people are just awful. They're fighting each other over the most insignificant racial issues. I want to get off this planet. That was actually what I thought. And I wanted to be an alien because I didn't want to deal with this like conflict between each other. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. That's fair. That's fair, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure there are some people that they would probably ask themselves if they would go back and pick a different race or background, would they do that? I, I have met people who... Like in Dungeons & Dragons. Who would make that change, yes. Well, isn't there like a really huge Korean wannabe following right now? Like with Squid Games and like... Probably. K-pop. No, like for I sure. feel like, like everybody so, wants yeah. to be... No, in the past couple of years, Asian being Asian... Washed, yeah, being Asian is suddenly cool. It's, yeah, it's becoming a trend to be Asian. Which, yeah, which is, is just, unfortunate. Just, yeah. Objectifying. Whole other There's mess. also this British person. Do you guys know this British person named Ollie London? That he literally... Oh, no, no, so no, 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 no. Google that right now. Um, <laughs> Get that wash your mouth and soap right now. <laughs> who's, who's spent... 
so much money. I don't know how many pounds of uh, British pounds just Wait, to look more Korean. On, on, doesn't he identify as like Jimin? He, he identifies he like, as yeah. Jimin. As Korean. Yeah, he, yeah guess, he's like, I identify as Korean. I'm like, it does not work like that, no. sir. And he specifically says, I identify as Korean Jimin. And I thought that's not... That's, <laughs> That's what does so, that mean? That's so, that's so funny. Wait, he's already Korean. What does that? How does this work? Did you did you consume the brain of a Korean person in the back <laughs> alleyway and assimilated it's, their knowledge? Just really like, like, is, is that how it works? Like Voldemort shit. Yeah. Like, did, did you like scan their brainwaves and like just imitate them from beginning? Does, what is this Doctor Who? Like, what is this? This is America. Wait, no, it's not. No, that, yeah, that was England. <laughs> no. <laughs> so to all of you, thank you so much for sharing your experiences and your thoughts. This is a conversation that I think the world needs to hear. So it's thank you. And thank you to Ian for writing you, this Ian. script. Ian, you're the best. Yeah, you are brilliant every week. So... Cold Cuts is based on an original idea by our writing producer, Declan Grogan. Music by Vincenzo Torsiello. And How Do You Survive the 21st Century is written by Ian O. We do this every Saturday, and every Tuesday the videos are posted up on YouTube, and the audio is going to be available on all streaming platforms. Remember, we are now Twitch affiliates! So, put that Amazon Prime account to good use and subscribe to us. We would be very, very, very grateful to continue supporting the wonderful arts that Platform Production Company is doing. Make sure to follow us online on all social media accounts at Platform Prodco, P-L-A-T-F-O-R-M-P-R-O-D-C-O for more information and we will see you next week.